Hey everybody, and welcome to the Darkcast. I'm your host, Jonathan, and this is episode number... I can't talk. This is episode number 199. Woohoo, we have almost made it to 200, but we're not there yet, so we are here to talk about video games as usual. Joining me is Joel. Yes, I am here. And Brian. This is quite the way to bring in 199. It is. It is indeed. So we've got a great show ahead of you. And, uh, yeah, uh, we hope you enjoy it, so on with the show. So, yeah, all right, Uh, let's let's talk about video games, guys. Yeah, let's do do it. This thing. Um... So so yeah, we're, we're we're here to talk about video games as we normal as promised from last as week's we, episode. As we've done a hundred and ninety-eight times before. Yep. That's right. And here we are doing it the hundred and ninety-ninth time, and then we're gonna do it two hundred times, four times in a row. It's gonna be fantastic. <laughs> um, I'm not even gonna try to do that math. I will leave that to the capable hands of Jonathan. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, um, I, I haven't gone back to look at all the, the episodes that we've done, but I know we're definitely well um, over 200. Yeah, we're yeah. well over 200 because generally when we do like the game of the year stuff, those aren't numbered. Uh, it'll just be game of the year. So then we'll start with the next number right after the previous number before. Um, uh, the the game of the year stuff. So you know, if it was ninety, then after game of the year is ninety one. It's not you know ninety five or whatever. Right. Um, and then plus there there's all the interviews that we've done, and there's the the after dark stuff that that we've done. Which you know once once everybody started showing up for interviews, those dropped off a lot. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That that would that uh, took up the time. Yeah. I mean, that, luckily, I mean, we did separate, so there were some dark casts that were interviews too. So I think all things considered, we're probably pretty close to two hundred range, yeah. or so. But then if you start adding up uh, everything else, we're, we've got I, a lot. Of, we've got a lot of shows. We got a lot of <laughs> we got a lot of stuff in the can. I did go yeah. back and try to figure out, and you know, you'll know this, Jonathan. I just trying to do it without asking you uh, what your first episode of hosting was. Cause I had forgotten. I had hosted I, a couple. Yeah, I do. Uh, I do remember what my I first, don't. I, I okay. tried to forget. Uh, <laughs> Adam Condra had hosted like one or two yep. that were, I love Adam, but man, yes. uh, those were interesting. Um, and then <laughs> yeah, I, I, I will say this, he was a far better host than I was, but, um, yeah. And then I, I figured you must've taken off somewhere around the 40 range, but I gave up. Um, so I don't remember the exact number, but I the first episode that I uh, that I took over on my own was actually at E3 in 2012. Okay. Um, and it was simply by necessity. Uh, we kind of came up to the the week uh, of E3, and it was like, hey, we should do podcasts about E3. Yeah. And you weren't available. Adam wasn't available, and uh, Michael wasn't available. And I was like, well, I'll. I'll host. How hard can this be? And um, <laughs> I basically just never stopped hosting after that. <laughs> but yeah, I got this. We're good. Thank goodness for that. Because uh, my two or three uh, episodes were a disaster. But uh, yeah, luckily I had huge casts on those to where my lack of hosting skills were uh, supplemented by just 
the multitudes of people. Right. Uh, but yeah, no, it's, it was fun. I, I was listening to just even some of the early episodes with the three of us, and uh, it was uh, fun just kind of reminiscing. And oh my gosh, we've done a lot of podcasts. We have. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was that was my one takeaway. My God, we podcasted a lot. <laughs> We have indeed. Yeah, I would actually, if if you just lumped all of the podcasts that we've ever done in the past, um, what, four and a half years or so, yeah. I would say that we're actually probably closer to 300, if not maybe like 350, just total grand sure. scheme of things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, of the uh, kind of um, traditional roundtable discussion, dark cast, we are we are reaching 200, and so uh, the next one, 200, uh, we're going to do a, a big podcast, and obviously not everybody can make it here at once, so we're going to be... Scheduling these things is tough. It is, it is. Yeah. Um, so generally, what, what I used to do in, in the past was just ask people... Hey, you know what? What time works best for people? And then we would try to schedule down a time where most people could kind of get together. And then inevitably something would happen, and we'd need yeah. to change that time. And so, in changing the time to pick somebody else up, we would drop somebody else off because they now couldn't make it because of the time. And so this time I was like, you know what? I'm just going to give people four options over the course of a weekend. Pick whatever you want and we'll go with that. And it actually seems to have worked pretty well. Most of the people have have accepted. Yeah. And uh, we are going to have four different episodes. And most of the people that have been regulars on the show will be back. Yeah, exactly. Uh, if you've heard someone for more than two episodes, there's a good chance you will hear them again uh, next week, which is yeah. pretty cool. It's, it's it cool is. we can get everyone back. I, I will say this. Everyone I talked to, uh, whether they can make it or not, was just... Uh, a, amazed that we've made it to 200 episodes, uh, but B, was just, I don't know, everyone just has a lot of fun on the show, and I, I'll say this for myself, um, yeah, it's just been a lot of fun, so it's, it's really cool that we're, we're hitting this milestone, I don't know what the next milestone is, I guess it's 250, but uh, yeah, yeah, we I, need to have more excuses to get everyone together, because it's pretty we, cool. We do, yeah, I, um, I never really thought about it until now, and it, it's kind of weird that because we split up the uh, the interviews and the, the normal podcast together... Uh, or split them up apart. Uh, it's taken a lot longer to get to 200 than it did to get to <laughs> yeah. 100. Yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> so uh, we we only been doing the podcast for about a year and a half when we went, hit 100. Right, right. And now it's been two and a half years since then, and we're now just reaching 200. So it's uh, it's it's pretty funny. And when, but when you think about that, you figure like 50 a year. Oh yeah, we've done a lot. Yeah. It's yeah, it's and so that's right on, you know. That's right it, on track. It is. It is indeed. But uh, but yeah. So we are we are coming up on two hundred, but we're not there yet. So we're, we're just going to talk about some normal video games. We got to limp today. our way through one ninety nine. We uh, <laughs> <laughs> to, uh, successfully run through the uh, the, uh, the gamut, the uh, gauntlet, um, whatever words you want to use that starts with a G there uh, for uh, episode two hundred. Uh, but yeah, so before we kind of get started with everything else, I, I wanted to give everybody a quick little update on the fun times that I'm having with Far Cry 4, and that I still can't play that game. Um, it took Ubisoft five days to get back in touch with me when I created a support ticket with them to uh, say, hey, what's going on with my uh, 
you know, computer or what's going on with your game. Why can't I play this on my computer with a uh, Xbox controller? And like, I went as far. I've been, I'd wanted one of these uh, previously, but I bought one of the uh, Play and Charge kits for the Xbox One. Okay. So that I'm not like just constantly draining, um, uh, you know, double A batteries. But also that gives me like a good long. Uh, USB micro cable to be able to plug into my computer and if I want to I can use the Xbox one controller for stuff So I decided to give that a go on on the computer and the same issue happens of having to like alt tab out Or just unplug the controller for anything to load in the video game uh, I went through and I, I uninstalled all USB drivers. I unplugged all USB devices except for the keyboard and mouse and controller um I, I did all this kind of stuff. I, I sent them a big long paragraph of, of everything that I had done. Sent them a uh, a DX Diag, which is a thing that you can run on your computer that you know tells them your uh, operating system uh, version. Tells them your it's like all your specs. Yeah, all the specs, your your driver versions, all like all of that information together in like a uh, XCM or not XML HTML XML file. And uh, so I sent all of that uh, last week. And then I get it back about five days later, and what they did was proceeded to recommend that I download the Windows 7 driver for my... They sent me a link for the Xbox 360 controller, and it was the driver for Windows 7, which the driver for the controller actually comes built into Windows 10. So, um, <laughs> Super so helpful when you're on Windows 10. Yeah, so, so I went ahead and downloaded it. I was, you know, stranger things have happened. I work in IT. Who knows? Yeah. So I download that, and that actually makes the controller not work. So I had to uninstall that, and then uninstall the controller again, and let Windows 10 just refind it and reinstall the uh, the drivers there. Uh, they wanted me to uninstall everything, so I just I went through and uninstalled and reinstalled the USB drivers again, um, and you know just kind of walked through all of that stuff. And then I also put a, a kind little note at the the end, say you know I just wanted to to let you know that you know I really appreciate the thoroughness of what of you guys kind of looking through my ticket and giving me a Windows 7 driver when I said I had Windows 10. I was being an ass. I know a little it kind of pisses me off, start. though. I, I hope he reads it as me being an ass, though. I, uh, I really do. Because yeah. um, <laughs> Oh, yeah, I know. I, I've been on the other end of those emails, exactly. so I, I, I know exactly how he'll re- receive that. But, um, yeah, it's, it's really, really annoying. Um and uh, I, I don't remember if I mentioned this on the uh, on the previous podcast, but you know I requested a refund and they said no. Mm-hmm. So uh, I may just be stuck with a, a broken game, which yeah, is, that, that makes is... makes me really endeared to Ubisoft right now. Right? Yeah. That's no, that that's was sarcasm to me. I don't even know. Yeah, I don't know what. <sighs> Yeah, that, that's, that's nuts to me. I, I can't think of why they wouldn't even just give you your money back. Now, is it just Xbox controllers, or is it all controllers? Well, most people use Xbox controllers on PCs, so I I don't have a PlayStation controller to uh, test it with, and yeah. I haven't researched PlayStation controller. I feel like it would be all controllers, yeah, considering I've too. tried two different Xbox controllers that have two different drivers. That, that makes it to me seem like a, a controller issue, not a specific yeah. brand of controller. I'm just wondering if you plugged in or, or have you tried Xbox One and 360? Yeah, yeah, I've tried both. Yeah. And yeah. I, I've tried two different Xbox 360 controllers <laughs> yeah. as well. That, um, that's nuts. 
Um, I've, I've tried to be very thorough, but uh, yeah, it, it is crazy, and it, it's it's really um, it's really annoying. And I, I'm pretty sure that like I, I'm not gonna just swear off Ubisoft altogether. Some people would do that, but I have had issues with a lot of my PC games with Ubisoft. Um, sometimes you know it's it's just an issue, and later on it's fixed in a patch. Um, sometimes it's um, it's something that never really gets fixed, like the the microphone issue that I had with Splinter Cell Blacklist on PC. I have, I've had a number of issues with Ubisoft games on PC, so I think that I may stop buying their games on PC. <laughs> Because yeah, I don't I mean, think they care about that market. I don't think they sell enough there for them to really... And that, that fucking portal they've got you working through is ridiculous. Yeah, that too. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, so yeah, that that's my little update on Far Cry 4. So, we're waiting for the next response from, from the support team. Um, hopefully, I don't know, hopefully they'll figure out something, or at least just give me my money back, because I'm not going to play the game without a controller, because I really like controllers, and yeah, that's just... <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I just can't believe that there hasn't been a mod or something, I guess, and that shows how little support that game has probably gotten from even people buying the PC version, but I don't know, that's nuts. I, I, I wonder... I wonder if it's a Windows 10 thing. Uh, no, I've seen issues of people having it on Windows 7 and Windows 8. Um, and it, it's, it's, okay, so it's an Ubisoft thing. Yeah, it's, it's, I'm pretty sure it's a Ubisoft thing, and it's not a Uplay thing. Like, there, there are issues of this on Steam. And there, I've seen issues of people talking about it that they have a Logitech controller, and they have that problem. Mm-hmm. And then there are other people that are like, I use my Xbox controller, and it works just fine. So it's, it's one of those things where it's just... Some people have a problem, some people don't. And that's all there really that, is. Yeah, that's all there is to it, yeah. yeah. So going off of weird uh, controller problems, um, so I'm playing uh, for review Street Fighter V, and I've got it on the PC. Okay. Um, Street Fighter V is a PS4 console exclusive. Sony completely like went out and bought the rights to this. It is PS4 and PC completely. Okay. The PC version <laughs> doesn't accept any PlayStation controllers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's planned. They're working on it. They're trying to get it patched in. Well, for, it doesn't for, help me much because I have a, I have a, I have a PS3 stick. Yeah. But mm. <laughs> it's like I, I was like, guys, like really? <laughs> From what I've heard, that game's not necessarily what you'd call feature complete yet. It is. It is not. It is not, and, and or I mean it's even halfway complete, really. Which is sad because the 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 game itself, like the 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 parts that are there, are fun. I would say it's more it's it's probably like sixty percent complete, um, yeah. because the you know what like they had issues with matchmaking naturally when it came out, um, but I mean the the online when it works great, it's it's working fantastic. Um, the survival mode is pretty good. The story is like kind of the story mode that they have is kind of eh, um, but whatever. I mean you're not really there for the. The single-player stuff, it doesn't get that much of a pass, though. Supposedly, a more complete or robust story mode is coming out um, in yeah, the summer. Yeah, in the Turbo Ultra Edition. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. The, um, what is it? Uh, the store and challenge modes um, are coming out next month. Um, so they're slowly filling it out. Uh, at Like, for $60 right away, unless you are a Street Fighter uh, person, uh, it's probably not a... I'd go ahead now. It's more of a why don't you should probably wait. 
Um, it does, from the sound of things and from the way they're kind of putting things out, um, it seems like they're going to try and avoid the Super Turbo editions um, no. this time around and make Street Fighter V more of a um, kind of a platform. I don't uh, believe but, that, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, it, until I see it, because I don't think they've ever yeah. done that with anything. Um, and I mean, like, that's going all the way back to Street Fighter Two. I mean, that had Super Championship Turbo Ultra Editions, and that was on the SNES. So, you know, who knows? But that's, I mean, you know, that's that's my small computer issue, or my controller issue. I just wanted to, to join in there. It's not nearly, <laughs> not nearly as bad as Jonathan's, because I could still use a an Xbox controller with it, and it works just fine. <laughs> Do not try playing Street Fighter with a keyboard. Just... Oh, that God. That sounds awful. Yes. That sounds worse than playing Far Cry with the keyboard. I got it. Yeah, admit. probably. <laughs> you know, so what's funny is that you could actually, like, because of the button inputs, you could play Mortal Kombat with a keyboard. Because <laughs> it doesn't use any of the fireball controls. It's all straight, like, you know, it's like downright punch or whatever it is. Uh, but, yeah, trying to simulate that with a keyboard is... I. If, if somebody can pull that off, good good on them. Because, Lord. <laughs> it's hard enough doing it with a controller. Yeah. I can imagine. How, how is the game kind of overall? You mentioned that it, it's got a lot of stuff kind of missing, but as far it's, as it's, it's actually fun. playing it. I am currently pulling my hair out because I'm trying to get through uh, survival mode for... Um, I like uh, this, one of the characters' names is Laura. And she is a uh, like a jujitsu ju- champ from uh, Brazil, and similarly to Blanca, she has like electricity prow- uh, powers. Um, and I'm working through her normal survival mode, which is basically it's thirty matches. Um, they're only one round each, and the last five times I've done it, I've gotten to matches twenty-seven, twenty-six. 28, 27, and 28, and lost. So that's like 45 minutes of time that's straight down the drain because you don't get the you don't unless you hit 30 you don't get what uh, the 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 uh, costume colors that are at the. So end. How, how nervous are you getting at like 26, 27? Man, I am freaking freaking out, and it's like 27 is uh, Zangief, uh, 28 is Nash, and both of those guys. I don't know what happens, but. It like everything gets turned up to eleven, and I have, I end up either losing everything I've got or just like watching it all fall away. That's that sounds heartbreaking. Kind of in a way. I, it, the last one was really kind of like, well, crap. Because <laughs> I do awesome we up go until again. that point, and I have no idea what happens. But Zangief is like a literal wall. And I, if I get past him, like they give you, so at the end of each round, they give you, there's a little screen that pops up, and you can use your points to cash in for bonuses. Um, and one of those bonuses is like a health increase. Um, and so I always try to make sure I have as much health going into, because your health carries over round to round, which is what makes this kind of a survival thing. Um, I always make sure I try to have as much health going into Zangief as possible. And for like the last two times that I've beat him and gotten to Nash, um, the health increase buff has only been like one of the minor ones. So instead of starting with a, a full bar of health, I get to start with like half to a quarter. And just look at Nash as he just sonic booms me into hell. Not pleasant. Yeah, it doesn't sound I it. will beat it. <laughs> so- being sonic boomed into hell does not yeah, no. sound fun at all. It's not nice at all. 
but I, I, I yes, that that will be done. All right. I am de de determined. It's not going to win, damn it! It's not going <laughs> to. Well, and I, I mean, so from what I've heard too, there's like stuff on the menu that's not available yet. Like the actual story mode is correct. Not, there, there. Not well, there. there's two things on the menu that are grayed out, and when you that's, click on them, they say, "Hey, this will be available next month," and that's the shop um, where you could spend all this fight money that you're collecting by doing everything else in the game online. Um, so, like, I, I'm guessing they're going to have like extra costumes and that kind of stuff in there. Uh, and then there's also the um, the challenge mode, which in Street Fighter 4, um, the challenge mode is kind of what uh, broke down a lot of the high-level combos for people who um, couldn't, like, figure that stuff out by themselves. Um, and it was basically done, it, it would put you in, like, you know, the training room, which is just a big blank space, uh, and you would go up against a... Uh, either a straight AI or just like a training dummy. It's just an opponent with no AI whatsoever, and you'd be asked to complete the combo. Um, and so it, it, it was a very good learning tool to try and figure out if you were interested in the character, what that character was capable of at not only a, a low to mid-level, but also a high level if you were able to get that far. Um, and they also used that to like unlock stuff too in Street Fighter 4, like costumes and titles and that kind of stuff. Um, so that's not available yet. Supposedly that's coming out next month. Um, and the, the training mode is pretty robust as far as what it allows you to set as far as like the AI um, that you're going to fight and train against. Um, and the, the, one of the cool things is if you go into training mode, you can turn on uh, the um, fight finder. And so basically it'll matchmake while you're just messing around. And as, as soon as a fight comes up, like you'll get a notification and you'll get sent into the the match. So if you're if you're doing online play, it has this very kind of seam, seamless way to do it. Uh, one weird thing is you don't get to pick your character before a match. Um, hmm. You have a favorite fighter that you set up, and so as long as that fighter is set as your favorite, that's the one that gets picked when you go into a multiplayer mode. Weird. Yeah, it's it's kind of strange considering, but I guess that. That helps against, like, I guess, you know, counterpicking and stuff, where if somebody would go out and say, play, you know, Ryu, you you know, you'd go, oh, okay, I know I can beat Ryu with such so, so and such. So mm. instead, you're kind of, you know, picking a character and you're going for it. And obviously, you could, you know, every, between matches, you could go in there and you could change it and do whatever you want, but you're, you're not doing it, like, when you see that other person. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Still looks, still looks pretty, it looks like. Oh, it's super pretty. The backgrounds are a little muddy, but the character animations and the um, the weird like paint ink thing they do for special moves is just out of control. Hmm. There's a lot of a lot of glowing and slamming and craziness. Excellent. I mean, you know, it's what it's this it's the premier fighting game. It's everything that you want out of it. I'm only missing a couple of pieces. <laughs> only like, not yeah, finished. Only not everything. It's like I, I understand why they did it because suppose uh, there was a tournament this past weekend um, that I think was the first of the year to officially host Street Fighter Five. Mm. <clears throat> and there's a couple more coming up that they're working towards. Uh, okay. Naturally, going to the big one to Evo in July. Um, but yeah, so I, I like I think they 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 said that they wanted to get it out on time for 
uh, the tournament crowd. Um, so I mean, I see I see what they're going for, and they're definitely hitting um, the market that is going to play this the longest. Uh, but just releasing something that is uh, near you know near feature complete or, or or as complete as they wanted to make it at this point, it just it didn't hit that mark. And I think that that wouldn't. When you're asking people who aren't as invested as professionals to go out and purchase this for sixty dollars, you're you're putting a lot of of their trust kind of sight unseen into you, especially when your company is known for you know a year or in the case of like Ultimate Marvel versus Capcom, six months. Pack uh, put out a completely different edition of a game um, with bonus stuff that is just not available to the the first part. Is like uh, it's not unheard of. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. Now, now you've been playing um, other violent video games, Brian. And all kinds of violent video games. I'm filled with violence. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm that. Uh, yeah. No. Yeah. I just finished, and uh, the review went up on Tuesday for um, the first. Mini series that Telltale is doing the uh, the Walking Dead Michonne episode. So, so the seasons are only five episodes. So how how many of a series is this? Do it's we know three, what three, it's three episodes? episodes. Okay. Yes. We saw. So, I mean, they're that's actually on there get... inside the game. They've already, they're already named. Yeah, and I was just gonna say oh, okay. it could be um, considered a mini series or a half a series if you consider Game of Thrones with six episodes. Correct. Yeah, like it, that doesn't. I don't I mean, know. Compared to yeah. other Telltale games, like that doesn't seem that many. Yeah, you know? it's, it's, it's <laughs> half of what they normally put. They out. did do the 400 days, which I guess would probably be more considered a mini, not series, I guess, or ep- a I guess. mini episode. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I kind of. It was a season all in one episode, basically. It was a great was, season too. I loved it. It was that. That was if you like that was the episode that convinced me yeah. that um, that Telltale was going to be okay, and that. Like they didn't need Clementine to make season two awesome, and and, and then they brought back Pl- Clementine. And, and they did it sad. anyway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because four hundred days. Yeah, and the thing is, uh, I Brian, you didn't play season two at all, right? I have not played season two at all. So I played two episodes. I don't remember Jonathan how far you got. Just the first one. Okay. Um, I don't remember much. The problem with four hundred days, it was like what six to nine months before they actually released season two. It felt like. And those connections, something like that. Yeah, they, I know that those choices were supposed to carry over to your four or for your season two, but that's what I heard. Yeah, I, I didn't. I don't remember at all through the first two episodes getting anything like uh, connection wise. So um, yeah, I don't. I, I don't remember yeah. seeing anything that that draw drew those two together. Yeah. Um, Just interesting. I, I but anyways, idea. yes, the miniseries, the three episode miniseries. Mm-hmm. Take it away, Brian. Yeah. And that's what it is. It's 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 actually pretty good. They shockingly enough managed to keep the look of what they put back of what they put into The Walking Dead and upgrade the damn engine. Like this thing moves at almost a a believable like regular game clip. And it is especially I'm, given I'm confused that confused uh, by these words, Brian. What what do yeah. you mean? Like exactly that. It's so foreign. <laughs> um, Michonne is a is a real action heavy character. Okay. Um, she is a she is a a sword wielding badass. Um, that uh, uh, fans of the TV show recognize her as coming in at the beginning of season three. 
um, when she and and this is both in uh, in the TV show and the comic books. Um, when she comes on to scene, uh, she is wearing a hood, um, armed with a katana, and being trailed by two zombies who have no arms and no lower jaws and are being led by uh, basically leashes. And so she is using that she she is using them as camouflage, um, you know, so that she can walk amongst the zombies, and then she just she cuts through people like it ain't no joke. Okay. Um. So she is a very she is an action heavy character. Um. She's a, a very emotional character. Um. When it comes to and this kind of deals with a lot of her backstory as far as her daughters are concerned. Um. Especially right at the beginning and kind of the toll that that takes on her. Um. But it's she you know. She hurts people with this sword, and in the case of the game, this uh, her machete. Um, and I have no idea why she doesn't have the katana, and I really kind of wonder that. But yeah, that's, maybe that's something we'll find out. Um, but yeah, so she—I mean, you know—she is required to go through a lot of zombies, and they actually have a uh, an engine that can now go through a bunch of zombies without you going, "Oh yeah, there's no way that that was ever working." Sure. Um, the the very first thing they throw you into is a is like this fantastic like half dream half reality sequence um, where uh, as I call it a walker party um, she is thrown kind of, she is trying to save somebody from a group of walkers while at the same time uh, dealing with these visions she's having of her daughters running away and then it starts switching between the apartment where she lived with her kids. And the outside where there is a, you know, like there is a fire pit and there's all these undead coming at her. And then the undead start coming into the apartment and she's going from the machete outside to the katana in the apartment. And the kids are running into a bedroom and there's all this craziness going on. And through the whole thing, you are you, you are going between like Q and E and dodging to the side. And, you know, at one point you're stabbing a zombie like through through its head turning and kicking another zombie before she reaches back, grabs the blade, and then swings it, carrying it through the head and into the other zombie. It's like a fantastic series of movements that, like, Game of Thrones would have crippled itself trying to emulate. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, Game of Thrones, I don't know what happened with that series, but I felt like every, you know, 5, 10... 15 minutes something would come to almost a complete halt in that game yeah. um the like transition just regular made... action yeah. yeah that's what i'm saying and there was a walking. lot of talking in that game yeah like yeah just just regular stuff would would quite literally like you know it would it would freeze when it was trying to shift you know like shift scenes or move characters or do something else like it it would literally crippled itself with what it was trying to do which wasn't a whole lot um and to see this really kind of move with authority um, well, it, it gave me a lot of hope um, for the Batman game that's coming. I, I was going to oh. say, how, how does this make you feel for Batman? <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a little a little more okay with it. Nice. Because it means that you know we're not going to just have to imagine Batman hitting somebody because Batman's <laughs> going to hit somebody. Uh, a, a little text box pops up and it says, Batman punched the sky. Yeah, exactly, yeah. We just, it's just a, <laughs> one of those big... It, it's, it's like an old RPG where you just get text boxes of how things are interacting. A, it, the whole thing is a 66 flashback, and they just show bam, bam, pow. <laughs> you know when you that that bam. actually might be okay. That'd be fine. Uh, they I'm did just... that with um, in uh, Lego Batman three. Um, they had a whole um, 66 part of that, and if you equipped 
if you used either the Adam West or the uh, Burt Ward minifigs, or you turned on the little secret, uh, the little secret red brick, um, you could turn on those effects every time you hit mm. somebody. Nice. Yeah, and it was it, it would do the whole like like the the noise that would come out of the uh, the TV when that happens. That kind of thing. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah, Michael Winslow. I am not. If you have not noticed. No. <laughs> <laughs> but that's I, I'm. I think out of all of this, the thing that I'm happiest about is the fact that they've finally taken some time and, you know, worked on the, the engine, which they've probably been working on it and doing tiny little upgrades that just nobody's ever noticed. Yeah. And I guess they're all, you know, kind of cum- or culminating here. And it's like, oh, wow, this is actually playing like other games do. That's fantastic. Yeah. How how does the kind of action of it handle? I, I assume it's still kind of quick time events. It's, it's all still quick time events. So it's okay. all very much like, you know, um, uh, I... Surprisingly enough, I had my controller plugged in, and it never asked me if I wanted to use it. But I basically I've been playing these with um with a keyboard and mouse, and okay. so uh, it is a it is a lot of um, hitting Q and hitting E. Um, and at one point, you hit E, you hit Q, and you hit E like in a straight row. And if you miss it, like the zombies eat you. Um, okay. But yeah, it's a lot of that. It's a lot of uh, fighting and trying to figure out which finger you're going to slam down on Q with the hardest, um, so you can get that little. You know, fill out the circle around it so that you can complete the action and then hit E, because do, trying to do that with your ring finger just doesn't work hmm. all the time. So uh, it, it's 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 interesting. Um, it, it's all still quick time events. You're not really doing a lot of. Uh, you're not kind of, you know, throwing her around in any kind of action game sense. And I think I made mention of the review that if you were to judge this against like a Devil May Cry or something, obviously this is going to fall way short. But compared to what they were doing, this is a, a vast improvement. Okay. Because stuff moves, and it does. It's not stuttering. <laughs> it's not. Yeah. It's not throwing itself into convulsions. Even this, such a low standard. Yeah, it's yeah it, really, it really is. <laughs> well, it's like saying uh, Bethesda games not going to have tons of glitches when it comes out. I mean, come on. We we knew it's gonna ha- like that stuff's gonna happen. It's cool that they're at least making progress because I felt like. Maybe they they were too confident in people coming back to their games, and maybe they saw some dips with Game of Thrones. Um, but yeah, even the screenshots look like they've finally kind of gone to the next level with graphics too. Not even just animation, but just yeah, it all it, it, it all it really looks fun. nice. Especially the um, uh, like I like the the look still very much is is yeah. telltale. Telltale, and I mean yeah. with the with the heavy lines and kind of the cell shading and that that kind of stuff. But even so far as, like, looking at the button prompts, like, everything really pops out of the screen. Mm. And so whatever whatever upgrades they've done on that back end, it really gives everything, a, a, like, a lot more life. So even during the quieter times, you're still, you know, things are still going smoothly. And I think that's, it's like, it's like a, a jump from, like, 20 FPS to 60 FPS where Stop. everything just, it just feels Stop. tighter and better and all together. Is there and, and looking at some of the um, the screenshots of it right now, it, it looks like the game has finally implemented some like depth of field stuff, which I know wasn't in. Um, oh God, what was the the fairy tale uh, fables? Uh, Wolf Among oh, Us. Oh, Wolf Among Us. I, I know it wasn't in that or the first season of um, of The Walking Dead, but the you guys have played the more recent stuff. Did Game of Thrones any 
have any no. kind of that like depth of field, make it look better because it, it looks like in this that is the case. Is, no, comparatively, that, this this completely blows Game of Thrones. I thought Game of Thrones, out of everything they've done, is kind of the worst looking one. Okay. Yeah, um, I, I as they went for this weird watercolory kind of mess, mm-hmm. and it just didn't it jive was, well with it. Yeah, and it was also a drab. I mean, Game of Thrones is kind of a drab world. Yeah, it's, it's besides, not a besides King's Landing, everything else is pretty drab. So to have kind of a pretty boring art style, the watercolors kind of just like blended into the drab world, so it didn't mm-hmm. pop at all. Um, mm-hmm. I, I will say this: I think there's I, it, when you look at games like Life is Strange or um, Firewatch. <laughs> So I, I, I want to make one quick little side note here. Um, when uh, when we did the the game of the year stuff, Alan voted for uh, Life is Strange as his best artistic graphics, mm-hmm. and I remember thinking that was crazy when he said that. And it had been you know a couple months since I'd played the game at that point, and then I, I got the limited edition of the game when it came out because you know I I buy multiple copies of games. Shocking. Who knows why? Um, yeah, keep going. But uh, and I started to play that game again, and I was like, "Oh my God, Alan was right. This game is gorgeous. <laughs> Why didn't I see this before?" <laughs> it is. I, I still voted for that. Like Ori in the Blind Forest still yeah, wins which for is, me on which that. Which is but, actually still a better looking uh, and probably more artistic game. But yeah, I mean, my main point was basically Telltale cannot. Um, they are not the only game in town anymore, and yeah. there there are too many developers. I think Adrift looks really good. Um, that are making these adventures slash kind of uh, yeah no adventure games um, sure and I think they just have a lot more competition in that space and they might have uh, the licenses but I'll tell you what uh, if Brian had not come and said hey this Walking Dead game plays and looks better I don't know if I'm going to season two of Game of Thrones until Brian tells me it hopefully is running on a, a similar engine because <laughs> yeah if they don't upgrade that I have no idea what they're going to do because that is going to comparatively. It is yeah. really gonna look like butt. Yeah. <laughs> it already but yeah. did. It already looked like butt, but yeah. It did, but I mean, especially now having seen this and having seen the way it runs, like with mm-hmm. the kind of stuff that they wanted to do with a lot of those action scenes, this is capable of it, and what they were using just simply was not. Sure. And with the the stuff that they're going to have to they, that you know they're going to try, especially with all the craziness that they left kind of going up on, uh, on the north end of things. Um, and then, like the you know, like the warriors and all that stuff. It's it's there. There's there's you know, stuff's coming. Winter's coming. It's going to be real bad if they don't upgrade that stuff. And, I, and hopefully, it does. Hopefully, that carries through. And this is kind of this is kind of their next step in, uh, that they're going to start using. I'm trying to do the research as I'm talking, but uh, do we know? Did this game come out to iOS? I I do not. That's a great no. question. I don't know. The only reason I ask that is I'm wondering if they actually did change engines or actually made changes. Because obviously the reason that they used that engine is because it literally pushed to all platforms pretty mm-hmm. seamlessly. Sure. Uh, I don't know why my app store is not loading, but uh, I'm. I, uh, I'm yeah, I, I don't know. I do not. Walking Dead season two. What? Doesn't it? Doesn't it usually come out later though in the uh, on the app store? Or is, uh, has it been pretty yes, like it usually immediate? does come it usually does come later okay I was gonna say uh, if yes, it is it's yeah, not it's, it's, we'll be on iOS on the 25th I was just trying to see oh, okay. if yeah. and, wow they still bring these out on 360 and PS3 yep they do yeah I just got to uh, I just brought up their website and it is PS4 PS3 Xbox One 360 Steam uh, App Store and Google Play so they are using the easy button still 
Um, <laughs> well, hopefully uh, that engine, maybe they they have upgraded it. Um, but yeah, it'd be cool because, or, or maybe they figured out a way to just you know optimize it better for better, for yeah. each platform. Yeah, um, I don't know. So they have uh, they have Batman. Didn't don't they also have a deal with Marvel? Uh, I think so, like that's always been hinted at. I don't think they've ever announced anything for it. Okay, but I don't know. Th- didn't they have? I feel like they announced like a screenshot that yeah, Marvel and Telltale Games teaming up for 2017. Oh, okay, yes, yeah, so they are doing something, huh? Okay, I, was, I didn't remember that. Oh, you know what they need to do? Quite literally, just a year. shot of Mar of, of Telltale against the Marvel red background. Yep, yep, that hmm. was announced this time last year. I yeah, I vaguely remembered that. I just know they have licenses to all these things, and I'm just like, I don't. Is this it's all based on Walking Dead season one? Or are are they selling more episodes of Game of Thrones than I've heard? Because I no one talked about that game. Yeah. yeah. Like there was some talk around the the Wolf Among Us. It was it was yeah. nowhere near. Um, you know, I felt the original that was just because season. of the success of Walking Dead. People wanted probably to that. Yeah. Um, I heard some chatter about. I feel like I heard a little bit more chatter about the Minecraft story, but even that was. I don't know, actually, I think the one that was actually pretty successful last year and in, in looking at all the stuff that they had, Tales from the Borderlands, I remember yeah, hearing some pretty was, good I things heard really about. I good, really good about that, and there was a lot of really good stuff about the Minecraft series. Yeah. yeah. And that that was a big hit, with, uh, especially like on the kid front of things. Mm. Um, so, you know, if you put Minecraft on it, it, it like Pokemon will just print money for you. So I imagine that, right. especially kind of Tales of the Borderlands and uh, Minecraft were kind of their big hits last year. Yeah. Interesting. That's cool. I'm glad to hear it was good, though. I know you really liked that episode, so that's cool. It was, yeah. I, I really want to see what they're going to do with the rest of it, because it was, especially where you have those episodes over, like, a five or six episode season, that you're like, what, this really didn't even need to be here. All we were doing was setting stuff up. Right. Like, I think over three episodes, like, there there wasn't a real, like, downbeat in this one. It was all, okay, this is all going to somewhere, this is going to somewhere, this is going to somewhere. All right, we leave it at a cliffhanger. Okay. So, but, you know, I'm, I'm really interested to see where it goes next. Well, cool. Yeah. Glad to hear. Speaking of, of going to other places, <laughs> Joel, you I, went to 10,000 BC. I did, and I, I uh, somehow lived to tell the tale. Um, and, and you got back. I did. I, you know, I still jump in every once in a while and go back to 10,000. BC. It's a uh, it's a scary world. There's a lot of animals who want to eat your face off. Um, there are also other humans out there who want to uh, throw spears through your chest or beat you over the head with a giant club. Uh, and that is far cry. That stuff primal. really looks like it hurts. I was gonna say that all sounds pretty fil- fam- or similar to just you know Far Cry. Oh that, no, that. God, this is a Far Cry game. Um, for better or worse, you know they. Um, I'll, I'll, the, the short answer is this is a somewhat smaller Far Cry game because it has to be. Um, mm-hmm. You don't really have modes of transportation in 10,000 BC unless you're riding a bear. Quick, quick uh, question though. Yes. Can you use a controller with it? Uh, I can confirm on the PlayStation uh. 4 you can use a PlayStation 4 controller. Alright, so it's it's currently beating both Street Fighter and Far Cry 4. Yeah. So game of the year. <laughs> well, so, 
So the PC version comes out in a week. We'll have to uh, see how that goes. But yeah, no, I, I will say this, and I said this in the review, uh, in a world of uh, broken games, this game has, I, I had zero problems with this game. It is like, it is insanely well polished. Mm. Um, part of that is it's smaller, uh, so that helps. You aren't going to high peaks or anything and jumping and flying. You're, you're pretty, uh, besides when you go into the... Uh, uh, you do have a pet owl who can give you some uh, scouting abilities and also drops, uh, like, bombs that are created. It was kind of weird. Um, he does, like, a little swoop attack, too. He does a swoop attack, but uh, it, it takes a lot to upgrade him to actually kill people that you need him. Like, he, there, there are levels of enemies, like in any Far Cry game, and so he can only take out the uh, lower-level guys for most of that game. It's a, oh, really? A, okay. It's a giant skill tree, and most of the stuff is inconsequential. Um, you start off real early getting the ability to control animals, um, and the first animal you get control of is a wolf, and to be honest, you can use that wolf throughout the game, and you'd be perfectly fine. He's perfectly capable of uh, uh, being your companion. Uh, the game does force you to use those, though, because you're, because you're in so much hand-to-hand combat, uh, and you don't you aren't able to carry much. You run out of materials a lot and have to craft stuff on the fly. And while you're doing that, you need your kind of companion to take out enemies. Um, the best part of that game is still taking out outposts. I mean, it, that that is the most Far Cry thing you uh, probably in the last couple of games, and that continues to be it. Um, it's interesting. It's an interesting experience. The story is garbage. Um, it's terrible. Which is unfortunate. They don't have like an, a bad guy. In fact, they speak some made-up language, and uh, I don't know. Some of the writing is just terrible. I, it's it's bad. Um, yeah, it's a good game though. It's uh, it's solid. I, I I think it probably would have been fine if they did a twenty or thirty dollar expansion for Far Cry Four, but um, then you might not have been able to use a controller. So. <laughs> that might have been bad. Uh, maybe they needed there's, this extension. There's something scarily... Um, uh, that's, that's what the extra money goes towards. It goes towards controller support. Yeah, there's something scary about that. The animal collection there that is really kind of piquing my interest. And like, oh man, I can, I can collect all those bears and, and tigers. <laughs> Do I have you to play can. this? I don't, I don't know what's going on. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. You didn't play Far Cry 4, right? I didn't, no. You played, you like 3? Uh, three was okay. I, I was thinking of going back to that because, like, just watching some of the videos, I'm like, okay, hold on, I gotta kind of get some of this right now. So, that... if you were only lukewarm on, even if you were okay with three, uh-huh. I would say go back to three and make sure you like that because this is <laughs> that okay. without cool guns. Um, I mean, mm. like, you don't. It's not like you're gonna upgrade your bow with like a sniper. Like you do get a long bow, which gives you a little extra vision. But I mean, you have three weapons in this game at the start, and those don't change really throughout the entire game. Like gotcha. you have a bow and arrow, you upgrade that to a long bow, which gives you a little extra sight, and that's really it. And uh, you also have the ability to put that the the arrows on fire. But so, um, and then you have so a definitely club. definitely re-download three. And if yeah. I find myself going after three, hey, I could play more of these, I then maybe four. consider going to four. Yeah, I'd go to four probably. Before I, go. <laughs> before um, I think. Okay. Yeah, I think Primal is a good. It's a good game. It's a very good Far Cry game, but some of the the uh, the interesting things it does, it shows you early on, and it just kind. Of, it is a lot of rinse and repeat. Um, I will say when it's, the, when it's twenty dollars on a sale. 
That's oh, that's yeah, that's no brainer. Okay, but I would say that for any far. I, I would say that for probably any open world Ubisoft game. Those are great games to just dive into. There's there's a ton of content there's a lot of stuff there. Yeah, there, there, this is a 30, 40 hour experience whether you're collecting everything or not. Um, hmm. The the bad in Far Cry Primal comes at story missions. I think the open world stuff is great. I think the hunting is fun and trying to track down. Uh, the giant grizzly bear so you can start riding him around or starting to ride mammoths is pretty cool. Taking down mammoths is actually really neat, but um, that stuff is great. It's the story stuff that is just such rinse repeat on past Far Cry games. They just did not innovate at all, which is unfortunate, but um, I enjoyed it. I I finished it. I'm happy to... I've kind of got some other stuff on the map still to do. Um... I had early thoughts of maybe trying to make that game my first platinum, but also like, <laughs> not happening. It. There's just so much crap in that open world that uh, you'd probably have to spend 50 hours to. If if you ride in on a bear, are people um, terrified as they should be, or do they just treat you as normal? They treat you like you're uh, coming to give them bread. <laughs> I mean, like their oh, reaction man. times are in in all Far Cry games are really really bad. I mean, you can headshot, you know, eight guys lying around, and you'll have another enemy just walking around like, ah, la di da, you know, nothing's really going on here. Just nice. another day at camp or at uh, in my village. Yeah. Oh, that dead guy. That's there's nothing wrong. With here. Eight different guys with a bow uh, with arrows in their heads, but yeah. Um, Never yeah, mind no, that. They, they do not react to your uh, your giant mammoth or your no. bear or your. Uh, you know your saber-toothed tiger that's ready to gnaw their faces off. They, uh, but once those once those uh, guys get into your base, um, they they die real quick. Um, that is a real shame. <laughs> yeah, you can revive your animals though, so don't okay. don't don't fret too much. Uh, yeah, I, the, the and you don't have to go find them. Like once you've once you've trained them, that like can you just call whatever you want? You just whistle. Not, you know, not give a little whistle. Okay. Give a little whistle, and whatever animal you select will come to you. Um, in sure. fact, if you uh, during a let's say you're in a mission or even just taking an outpost, uh, you could have let's say like a wolf selected. You you send him off to go fight guys. Uh, if you stay far enough back, they won't notice that like a human's actually pushing him to do something. You can send your owl down, take out maybe one or two people, and then once your wolf dies, if you leave it long enough, you can just call the next animal. So okay. you have like a meter that lets you revive them. If you let the revive meter go all the way down, then you can just call your next animal. Okay. Otherwise, it won't let you call another one while you. Yeah, have one you out. have to wait till the revive stuff goes down, uh, which is like, uh, and, and as you upgrade that ability, uh, you can upgrade your ability to like revive animals quicker and all that kind of stuff. You can kind of shorten that time frame a little bit, but uh, it's cool. Uh, that stuff's neat. I, I found the 30 or so outposts in that game to be tons of fun. I just didn't really enjoy the core story of that game, which is unfortunate. Yep. Nice. I'll still say go Far Cry 4 or 3. Yeah, I was definitely... Don't play it on PC. Yeah, don't do that. Well, that's the only place I've got three right now. But if I can find, you know, I'll, I'll look for uh, a cheaper. Well, three, three, I never had problem with. Okay. I'm saying if you if play we'll... three and you no, really if I play like four, it, it's going to be on the PS4. So that's... yeah, get, just get it on the PS4. Just do that. No, after your come on, 
I have the only <laughs> controllers I have for PC are, are my Xbox controllers. Like that's the only thing they're good for right now. There's no way I'd play Far Cry Four after your your <laughs> stirring endorsement. <laughs> uh. So, uh, so I, I played another Ubisoft game that actually worked this past weekend, and it, it was just like Far Cry Primal, except it was set in the modern day. It's it's third person, it's multiplayer, um, and it's an RPG, not a shooter, but it says it's a shooter. So nothing like Far Cry all, Primal. All the things. You summon um, bears? <laughs> so it's you cannot insane. summon bears, no. <laughs> um, so I, I played the uh, the Division beta uh, this past weekend. And I played that on Xbox because I was like, screw you, uh, Ubisoft PC games. I'm not going through this again. Um, and that also gave me an extra day. So, uh, nice. So yeah, so I, I played that some this weekend. And um, the closest comparison that I really have is Alpha Protocol with better shooting but without all the interesting things like writing and characters and meaningful upgrades um, so uh, so it, it's weird because it looks like a third person shooter right I mean you look at the game and you're you're aiming down sights and you're you're shooting people and stuff uh, but it just, it doesn't feel very good as a shooter. Uh, it's it's not, that's not really the the fun part. You, you As I played the game, I played it for maybe two and a half, three hours total, because uh, I did all of the uh, kind of campaign mission stuff, and I did, I uh, actually went into the dark zone for a little bit, um, which I, I did not understand the dark zone before going into it. I knew that people could kill you, but um, it's... I don't know. We'll, we'll get into that in just a bit, but uh, so so the division is a, a third person RPG game that it you know you you aim down the sights and you shoot things, but it's got weird little quirks to it, like headshot damage. Headshot damage doesn't do any more damage to enemies Isn't unless you're using a sniper rifle. Right? That's the true. dumbest thing. Um, I, I so, know that too. So if you've got a pistol and you're shooting somebody in the head, you might as well be shooting them in the foot. Because it's all the it, same. It, it does actually do a little bit more damage if you're using a regular... Uh, anything short of the sidearm. So I watched a video where they said that the only thing that does extra headshot damage is the sniper rifle. No, they're lying. So... <laughs> and it, it didn't feel like it was making any difference. It does, it's not a huge difference. Because, um, like, so I had... They start you off with this like M4, which uh, sucks. Yeah, it does suck. It's really not great. But once like I I update I upgraded it with like an ACOG sight, um, so I can get a bit more zoom. Um, and there is it's, absolute. It's difference. like half a percent. It is. It's, it's, like, it's not a whole lot. Well, I mean, like oh, oh man, this game you, is an MMO, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I was big into WoW when it first came out, and also I I played EverQuest for more hours than I'll ever. Uh, admit to but um this game is like here here here's this next little upgrade go go have fun with that this is this is a third person destiny yeah it is in almost all in almost all ways down to the fact that you have a mostly silent protagonist which is the biggest the biggest thing i i had a problem with i'm hoping that's a beta thing i'm hoping it is too but it honestly didn't look like it i don't think so i I understand that 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 is like wishful wishful thinking but like the whole time i'm like 
this game could be really cool. Like, this could actually transition like an MMO to actually have some sort of story that people care about in a protagonist or a character that you care about. Other yeah. than the fact that you put a ton of hours into a character, you know, like you yeah, well, and it, yeah, yeah, and I, I think having a talking character could could make some your connection to the world more meaningful. Because there, there was a part in the game where um, it was a, a Lao, the person who's generally giving you like orders on missions to go, uh, you know, save a, a, a doctor and, and and do all this other stuff. At one point, she just starts talking about her family and. Like you, you need to go save her family and stuff. And it was this big, long ex. Well, it was big, long exposition compared to all the other dialogue in the the game because everything's pretty short and sweet. Um, but it it just felt really awkward because then there was just dead silence afterwards. And I've automatically accepted that mission because she was talking to me. But I I don't know. It just felt really odd that they were they were trying to build character and build a connection between you and the world but then i'm just this blank voiceless person who you know, can't even respond to say you know yes ma'am or something it was really weird yeah um what do you think though overall did you like it I mean, it felt totally serviceable, and yeah. I can see other people liking it. I, I don't fear necessarily for the game's quality. Like, it, it felt very ah, polished. It I felt like too. it felt like it, it was exactly what it was trying to be, and I don't want to play that at all. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat. <laughs> I thought it was really pretty. I was very, I was actually kind of blown away with how good it looked for kind of an open world. Yeah. Uh, like. Yeah, and, and I could see like the the upgrades that I got for weapons and and the modifications and stuff that I had. Like it all seemed kind of neat, and it seemed like it was. It seemed like that loop is is there for the loot that you could grind a lot, and that I have no interest in that. But I could see people. Um, being kind of addicted to that, but I, I really, in, in all the things that I saw about the game, it, it seemed like people would not necessarily enjoy the game so much, but play it because of those hooks that it has to keep you playing. There, there wasn't anything necessarily that made me go, oh yeah, I want to go do this next mission because you know it's it's actually interesting or really fun to play. Uh, the, the point of the game where I really kind of just dropped out was, uh, one, there was a, a really weird difficulty spike when I went and tried to save uh, the doctor and so you go through um, you go through the stadium and uh, w when I went through it, like everybody was just insanely difficult. And I just after after trying it like seven times on the same area and dying, I just turned it off and came back to it the next day. And I was able to get through it on the, the first try. And, and I'm not really sure why, because I wasn't wasn't like I was any better at the game. There's, so there's two different difficulties for those for some of those main quests. Okay. Um, and there's a real good chance that yours might have been set to hard. Ah. on that first run and that's why you ran into a difficulty spike because otherwise um, the very first one outside of a couple of enemies which are kind of denoted by the the purple health bar and like the extra armor that they have kind of in lines above them mm -hmm. um, so there's like there's three main sets of enemies that you run into like three different groups and like generally like out of like the eight or nine enemies that are in each group like one or two of them are, are kind of upgraded 
I and did then see more purple people. You got to that last guy who had the big machine gun and so, had like the orange bar. So that guy is the guy that made me really kind of lose all interest in the game because I literally shot all of my bullets into his head, and I had to go get more bullets. And I'm like, this—he's just a dude with like a right. machine gun. Right. He should die when I'm shooting him in the head. <laughs> He's yeah. not an alien, he's not a robot, he is a dude, and he should die. <laughs> um, so that, I don't know, that, that kind of lost my interest. And when I, at that point, I started thinking about Alpha Protocol, and I was like, wait a minute, I really liked that game. And that had a lot of the same flaws as this in terms of being kind of a real-world setting. And then I started thinking about it, I was like, well, you know, I didn't really like the combat in that game either. But the combat was the the tool. It was the vehicle that brought you to the interesting story and character parts of the game, and that is just not in this game at all. Yeah, that's the part that I'm that I'm hoping um, is just missing from the beta, uh, because unlike um, like Destiny, which the beta was literally just the first like five hours of the game, basically. Mm -hmm. um, this beta was some like they started you at level four. Right. Um, they kind of dropped yeah, you, you into the middle of you, stuff. You don't do really the intro what was going on. mission. Um, you you start basically after the the initial mission of the game. Yeah, uh, where there's a whole bunch like you know a whole bunch of crap goes down. Right. So, but you know, like they started you at level four. They don't really explain. They don't, there's no cinematic that explains what the hell's going on. You just know that you're coming into the city and that another group was there before you and they didn't do what they were supposed to do and now you're kind of, you're part of the group that's being called in to fix it. Mm -hmm. um, so I really hope that there's at least more background or like a codex or something that they give you to explain just what the heck's going on because if you're supposed to be, and this is one of those things that I think a talking protagonist would help with mm -hmm. is that if you're one of these people that Obviously, you were trained before. You're not some Joe Schmo who's been picked up off the street. You're part right. of this kind of specialty group called the Division. That right. if you're being called in, that you should have an idea of what you're going into. If it's mm -hmm. any kind of like government or army operation, like they're going to debrief you beforehand, or rather, brief you. They're going to brief you on what the hell's going on. And yeah, with that, you know, yeah. starting off in that helicopter, I was like, this doesn't really tell me anything. Hopefully, this is just stuff that they skipped to get you to a part where you could test and be with other people. I yeah, yeah. I, you have to imagine they have a, a decent or some sort of opening kind of segment there that's going to kind of get you into it. I see that that stuff doesn't worry me. My my more my bigger problem and I think Jonathan will probably go along with this. I just don't know if I enjoyed myself with their combat. Like I think it was serviceable yeah. and I think you said that already Jonathan. I just didn't find it fun. Like I even like I, I like like a game like Borderlands, which also has like you know numbers popping off on people's heads, where it feels like an RPG, mm -hmm. but I still feel like my bullets are hitting something. This game mm -hmm. didn't feel like that. I felt like I was bat mashing buttons, like I did in the MMOs I've, I've played. Like I just didn't feel like I actually had a huge direct impact. Like yeah, I had it to line up the shot, but otherwise, like I just didn't feel very in control. Yeah, until I got a sniper rifle, and I, I basically just started using that to get headshots and two-shotting some enemies and one-shotting others. Um, like, it, it, shooting never felt satisfying. Um, and, and grenades definitely didn't feel satisfying. Like, when you throw a grenade, it's got this giant circle of what it says the impact is going to be. But it, that explosion only 
hurts people in like a three foot radius. Like I the grenades pissed me off in that game. <laughs> I really um, like what they did with the with the different kinds of grenades. Um like there there were uh there were smoke grenades, there were flash grenades, there was a tear gas grenade yeah. that was pretty interesting and the disorientation effect um that you can get hit with too walking into that is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, I, and how that kind of affects you and everything's blurry for, for several seconds. And it's not just like something over your head that says you are disoriented, but there's actually kind of visual effects of that. I thought that yeah. was that was pretty it, cool. Yeah, it's not just a hit to your to your like aim stat or whatever. It's an actual like physical like, oh, I can't aim at this guy. What the hell? Yeah. Um, but, you know, I thought that was really neat. Um, I also really enjoyed uh, like I um, I liked the one thing they gave you out of the tech tree. Um, outside it, like the turret was really cool. If you went, and you got that. That was kind of neat. And then the the gun that you could shoot that like shot the sticky grenade. Mm-hmm. Um, I, that I that like grenade that. did a lot better than the the standard grenade. Yeah, the standard grenade. I I, I kind of questioned what the hell they were doing with that. Again, hopefully that's something yeah. that in testing like like they they can work on because that the grenade punch just wasn't there outside mm-hmm. of that sticky grenade. Yeah. And the uh, but like you said, like the flash grenade that actually that would disorient several enemies, and that that could kind of get you out of a pinch. Um, and and sometimes that that was pretty cool. Um, so did you either of you play the uh, in, in the dark zone area? Nope. Yes, I did go into the dark um, zone. I, it, so so the dark zone is kind of funny because so in, in the beta you just kind of have a, a small area of New York that you're playing in, and on the I guess far east side of of Manhattan, there's a door you can go through. And when you go through that door, all of a sudden your signal drops and you can't talk to HQ anymore because you're on the other side of the door. And it's I guess the that area is you know contaminated Correct. and stuff. But it, it's just it's kind of funny that it's it's a door and then boom, it's your signal dropped even though it's it, you just went through a door. Uh, I found that funny, but it, it was kind of interesting. So I, you, I've you know, been in cities where that happens. <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> cell phone technology is really fickle. That is true. Uh, that is true. So th- I, I found that to be kind of odd. I so I I knew there was the thing where you know people can become rogue agents and they can steal your stuff. And so the way that you know loot works in the rest of the game is you kill somebody, if they drop something, there's a, a little white or green or blue beacon that pops up. You go over there, you pick up that item, um, and it's yours. You have it in your inventory. In the dark zone, when you pick up something, it doesn't just go straight into your in- inventory. You now have a giant glowing yellow sack on your back. Um, and that lets everybody else know that you have something that you picked up there. And so the only way that you can have it in your inventory is then to find an extraction zone, call down a helicopter, which takes like a minute or two, and then you put your your little bag on the the rope that they drop down and they they take it away. Um, and so one of the things that I didn't realize was that it, it would just kind of fill that or not fill it. There, I think there were only ever like four people at a time or something. Uh, but there would there would be people in the match not with you. I I thought it was going to be like a matchmaking thing where you're kind of with people on your team and you have an objective. You're you're going to do something. And I don't know if you guys remember the um, uh, Kane and Lynch. It was a uh, Eidos game several years ago, uh, and it had a really right. interesting multiplayer uh, premise where. I think it was like four or five guys do a heist, and at any point, one any one of you can actually just start shooting the other 
characters that are on the heist with you. And so you've got another team of, of, um, of guys playing, and they're cops, and so they're trying to stop you from doing the heist. And so if you, if you shoot your enemies and you, you, you know, kind of go become a rogue robber, then, uh, then you get to take all that stuff with you, and if you die, then you lose everything. But it was this weird kind of untrusting nature, because you're actually on a team with somebody, and you've got an objective. But in the dark zone, it felt kind of weird, because you're just running around, and then, and then sometimes, randomly, some dude would just start shooting you from, you know, across the street. And it's like, what, that okay, I didn't know you were there, but now I'm going to shoot you, and you know, either you die or they die, and then you just kind of continue going about your business. It, there was never any real tension to it for me. Um, that Though it was probably the most satisfying part of the game when I saw a, um, a guy with the little red like bar over his head that indicated he was a rogue agent, and I just brought out my sniper rifle, and I did like a, um, you know, just leading the target some, and he finally lines up, and I shoot him, and his health was already down, and I, I killed him, and I was just like, yeah, that's, don't take people's stuff. And that's so, like, like the real tension of that comes when you are, when you are with a group. And yeah. you've all, you know, because there, the, there are actually elite enemies within the uh, the dark zone that you can kill for stuff, as well as, like, um, treasure chests that require dark zone keys that you open up yep. to collect stuff. Um, so the real, the, the real tension, and I saw a lot of this, like, watching a lot of it online, um, mm. it comes when you are with a group of three or four people, and you have already collected your stuff, and you go to that extraction point, and you launch the flare, and that minute and 30 second timer starts counting down, and then somebody else comes into view. And there's a real quick choice that has to be made of, am I going to let these... Because each extraction zone, when that rope comes down, you get to attach six things to it. So everybody, so there's six people that can attach something to that rope before it gets pulled back up, or until the time runs out. Um, and, and so there's when another group rolls up on you, and that rope is not down to attach stuff, or even when that rope is down to attach stuff, you, there's a real that that's where the tension really lies in the hmm. are these guys going to be jerks and going to shoot are we going to shoot them first to prevent that from happening are we all going to attach this stuff to our things or is this going to be one of those hey we're all going to play it cool I'm going to walk up to the the rope to attach something and you're going to throw a grenade it's like what's what is going to happen here and that's it that's kind of where that tension stuff goes um, I didn't kind of wait around in there long enough to to hang around generally with that kind of stuff especially if you're not running with people you know um, mm -hmm. that's kind of where the fun in that kind of uh, kind of like open multiplayer is so without that 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 part of it has really nothing for me I'm, I'm a lot more concerned with what's going on in the you know like the story areas and the stuff where I can run around by myself if I want to um, mm -hmm. and, and a lot of that stuff like I, I liked a lot of the side quests um, there was one um, that you did for medical supplies that took you into a contaminated building. Um, and you had to... There were three sensors that you had to find throughout the building to turn on um, in order to signal, you know, some sort of contamination thing. And then you had to make your way across rooftops to um, find this, uh, you know, this group of, like, five people that were holed up that you had to naturally shoot. Um, but, the, the, like, that, that, was, that was really cool because there was attention to it because there was, like there was a timer on the sensors as far as, like, they'd only worked for this long, and if you didn't get it turned on, like, they basically succumbed to the, whatever was going on with the contamination or whatever the hell's going on there. Um, so they'd only worked for a while, so you had to get them activated, and then once you got all three activated, you found out that the uh, 
the timer didn't stop. You then got this the information from the scanners, and you had to upload it to the net um, mm-hmm. in a very like Sandra Bullock esque fashion. Absolutely. Um, and so you had you know those five guys were guarding whatever com- computer terminal you had to use because naturally, you know it's it's just New York. There's not computers everywhere. Okay. Nope. Yeah. So you know, I mean, that's especially stuff that can get it to the net. Yes. Yeah. Gotta get connected to the. Gotta net. get connected to the net. So I mean, you know, there's, I think there's there's promise here, and I'm not, I'm not 100 percent sure if it's if it's a promise I necessarily want to invest in like right when it comes out, but it's it's one that I'm kind of fighting with myself because there's there is stuff there that I liked, but there's a lot of stuff there that really reminds me um, heavily of what Destiny was when it first came out. Um, mm-hmm. And that I, I don't know if I really want to trust Ubisoft with that kind of thing. Sure, they're good at the open world stuff, and this has, um, this has a lot of those those triggers that I found that were really cool. And I think if they open stuff up, and if if things continue to grow in that kind of way, that it has it has a lot of potential, a lot of promise. I just based based solely on the amount I was given to play, I just don't know. Yeah, it's it's a very small slice. I'm okay. Well, actually, I should rephrase that. I think it's a it's potentially a very small slice, or hopefully a very yeah. small slice. Oh, it's super small. I mean, you had to... two you had two story missions, and that was it. Okay, yeah, we didn't. Yeah, but before Destiny, I don't think anyone was realizing how small or how big of a chunk of that game that ended up being. Oh, correct. Yeah. Uh, so that's yeah, but yeah. I- Ubisoft has made, you know, 40-hour games yeah. before, so I, I don't think there's... Yeah. yeah, yeah, I mean, all of the Far Cries, all of the Assassin's Creed, like, they they make huge, sprawling games. Bungie, before this, you know, they, they make linear shooters, so I think they're coming at this from two completely different perspectives. And as far as content-wise, I, I don't I don't think The Division's gonna suffer from the same thing that Destiny did in terms not. of just not having the content, because... Ubisoft has already shown that they can, they can. Fill, it may not be the they best content, but they can fill a game. They can absolutely fill a game. And from what I've heard, this game was not filled, and that was on purpose. Yeah. So I'm just hoping that that's that that's exactly the truth, and that there's more to it than that. Uh, and if there is, I mean, you know, I think it, this does have the potential to be something really cool. I do too. I think this game. So it's not a game for me, but I think this is a game that has the potential to put an interesting um, kind of competition between it and Destiny. Um, yeah. yeah. Especially if you could, if this game does come out and it's like, hey, look, this game has the same amount of content as both Destiny games have had, um, which is possible because they they have spent a, they've delayed this game a lot. So um, yeah. we'll see. I, I would. I, it, it did nothing to sell me on this game. I will. I will maybe pick this up and when it goes on sale if it gets good reviews. And I think those are two big ifs still. Um, but it's not a game right. that sold me on its beta, but neither did Destiny. So I, you can take that with a grain of salt. I also think it would have done a great deal for this game had it not carried the Tom Clancy name. If it had just been called The Division... Yeah. Um, if people didn't come in with those with the expectations that have been set before, yeah, I, yeah. I, see, I, I think that's probably actually my biggest issue with the game yeah. is I I have an idea of what a Tom Clancy game should be, and this is not that's and not, this is, and not, and this is not that, and like I, I I now don't want to play it. Because Let's be it's, honest, there hasn't been a true Tom Clancy game in a long time. Is it twelve hours? It, I think Rainbow Six comes kind of close. Yeah. 
the the uh, new Rainbow Six Siege. Yeah, like, watching it. There, kinda, there's forgot, there's a I lot of kind of about that one. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, and and I've spent a lot so of time. Watching so did most it. people. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Yeah, I think that's probably the the closest to what used to be a uh, right. like a, a true Tom Clancy title. Yeah. Yeah. And and definitely like the the Vegas games. Um, sure, but those were and, ten years ago. Yeah. Yeah, it's, which is weird, uh, but that is yeah. that is true. Yeah, I'm just saying, if you look at like the, I guess my main example is going to be the Splinter Cell games. But you get you guys are yeah. right. The last Rainbow Six game was probably a Tom was the closest thing you're going to get to a Tom Clancy game. Uh, but yeah, I, I thought I thought the division, regardless of that, was an interesting beta that I enjoyed my hour or so with, but I, I was not compelled to go back and finish or anything. I, uh, I went back into it, I think, two or three times total. Uh, like I said, I played it for like two or three hours because, I, I don't know, there was part of me that I just wanted to see, was there something that was going to hook me? And I don't know, I feel like I got what I needed to out of the beta and going, yeah, I, I don't actually want to play any more of this ever. Yeah, I played um, it so like, even if it's on sale, like I, I don't think it just doesn't interest me. I played it for like so. five, maybe six. I completed the first the first story mission on two different characters. Um, I did okay. find out that um, awesomely enough all the um, the blue pieces that you get, which are the custom, like the character customization pieces that don't really add any like armor or anything to your stuff, like the different jackets and hats, uh, the different appearance, appearance tokens... Yeah, yeah. Um, that those carry those carry between characters. So everything I had I had collected on like my first go round um, was already there on my second. So she didn't have to start with the like you know like all the default stuff. Like I could put her in a real cool jacket and some jeans. Okay, which is kind of interesting. So I, I like that at least um, outside of the gear progression um, that the appearance stuff that you're earning that that stuff carries through because a lot of that. A lot of that stuff is what is what really matters when it comes to um, this kind of an online experience. Um, so to, to be able to kind of hold your stuff over and be able to show that off um, between characters, even if you're starting something new, um, that's really cool. So that that blows my mind that that would be an important part of this game. Yep, it's that, all. I don't, it's all about I don't understand that at all. <laughs> if I'm wearing the fancy jacket, you know I've done things in big places. <laughs> You say that, and I'm just like, no, that's that's not the important. What? Why? No. That is no. That is totally. Imp- so yeah, clearly, this weird. this is not a game for yes. me. I am not in this world at all. <laughs> you have not lived until you've run into battle wearing shoulder pads that are at least twice as wide as your body. <laughs> then I have so that's not a lived, reference. and I'm okay with that. Exactly. Not lived. Um. <laughs> not lived. My hunter at one point. Had shoulder pads that had a large eye in the center that blinked. They were fantastic. Okay. Weird as all hell, but they blinked at you, and it was great. That that is really really yep. weird. They they were super weird. They were part of the tier six set. Super super weird. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yep. Any uh. Any other thoughts? Anything else you guys played or want to talk about before we uh, we call it an episode one ninety nine? Uh, I think it's one ninety nine. 
All right, fantastic. Oh, I, I did want to give one other quick update. Last week I said, you know, I might pre-order uh, Quantum Break. Yeah, that's pre-ordered. Yeah, pre-order two yeah, copies. That's, that's... No, no, I didn't do the two copies thing because they did announce the file size of that game, and it, it's 50 gigs. Holy crap. And that's, like, just to download that. If I ever have to delete it, that just... That sucks. And plus, That's Amazon, impressive. I could get it for like 45 bucks. And I was like, you know what? I I don't know anything about this game. So, well, I mean, I, I know what they've showed us about it. But it's, it's not a franchise that I'm like, oh, I love this series. I'm going to buy it 12 times. Um, so, uh, so I just went with the... Um, I went with the the physical version that only gets me the one copy of the game, but I did go and buy Saints Row Four on the uh, the Xbox One because it's on sale for like seven bucks right now. So I did buy another game a second time to kind of <laughs> even the scales there. Excellent. So uh, excellent. So Is that yeah. the only the two two copies of Saints Row Four you have? Yes. Wow, uh, yeah, okay. and I don't want to belabor the Jonathan buying multiple copies of things, but I feel like you almost bought Quantum Break once, so you could buy it again later. That's that's probably <laughs> that true. true. That's that could very well be true. Although you get the free copy, so maybe you don't have no, to. I mean, that's the only two places only with the it's digital copy. Out. Yeah, only with the digital. So oh, I, I don't get okay. the digital copy. You, you uh, yeah. See, so he set himself up so he, he could buy it. Up. He did. Yeah, that's yeah. purposeful. Uh, no, no, not really. Uh, I really wanted to save that that fifteen dollars and and save the the giant download size because sure. it's weird with PC games. You know, when you download it, you're downloading the installer. So even if something takes up twenty gigs, it in all likelihood you're actually only downloading a file that's thirteen gigs. Or if it's fifty gigs, then it, you're only downloading a thirty. You gig do that file. on Xbox One too. You, you oh, download you the installer it, first, and then you can play it while it's uh, while it's downloaded the rest. I've I've only had like two games that have actually allowed actually work very well in, in in actual practice. I think most like so these examples will not help you, Jonathan. But most of the <laughs> sports games will let you play like the like an exhibition with two teams while it downloads the rest of the mm. game. But yeah, okay. they, they do have that. They do have um, all Xbox One games will let you launch the like the quote unquote installer or like a shell right. game. Uh, right. The first few minutes. What what's in that shell is depending on what the developer puts there. Yeah, actually, I re-downloaded the uh, the Destiny demo because I've downloaded it a few times, thinking I should play this because like there's part of me that just wants to know what this game is and how it feels, and then I never play it. And so I, I downloaded it and it was like Destiny's ready to launch. I was like, okay, sweet. I bring it up and all I could do was go to the uh, start menu and watch a progression right. bar. Yeah, <laughs> I was exactly. like, oh. So some games okay. don't utilize it all that well, but yeah. Um, but even still, I don't know how much. I, I feel like it's the compression on that that download is not going to be the same as right. as a computer, and most likely, uh, the files yeah. much bigger. Yeah, um, on consoles, on both consoles are terrible. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, anyway, so yeah, that's pre-ordered. So in cool. case you know everybody that was wondering, holding their breath, is Jonathan going to pre-order another game? Yes, yes, he is. And they can they can now let the breath out and yep. uh, yeah, and just Feel you know better. you just hold your breath now because next coming up is when is Jonathan going to get a uh, a PlayStation Four? Really, we which should, I've already yeah, I've already should, revealed that we should uh, uh, yeah it's wretched we should uh, wretched, yeah. <laughs> we should probably like hold a poll of like what John what game is Jonathan going to buy twice next 
I feel like that would be the more interesting uh, scenario. Uh, yes, that would be good. I vote Quantum Break. But that's just me being hopeful that that game's good enough to want to own twice. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping it's going to be good too. Absolutely. All right, well, guys, thank you so much for, for joining me and talking about video games. Um, if you want to find out more about Dark Station, then head on over to darkstation.com. There you can find um, all of all of the stuff that we write. We've got reviews of the games that we talked about in this episode. We've got, you know, like 200 podcasts. If you wanted to go listen to those, you could do that. And then, uh, then coming up is episode 200, so that is going to be fun. Check that out. We will be back with the episode 200. Yeah. Fireworks, explosions, <laughs> internets. <clears throat>